Previously on Quest Friends Hereafter. You are at the World's Fair. All right, let's split up gang rules. Meet at, um, there. In front of just a small diner labeled Die Hop. She stares at a stuffed Boidle rat and like the prize section of a Carney's ride. These games are all rigged anyway. Sparky just fully mistook a red devil with a tail for Lucas Bang <laughs> here in the line for the Eiffel Tower. And Hilda, you and the trash can you're in fly up into the air with them. There is a way that he could have left Yuna somewhere that isn't here. I will guard her with my life. Cursed. <laughs> Sochi says, Poppy Kike, Keanda. She's what? Kike, you can't feel heat. We said this in the first ever episode, but you could swear you feel two little red hot lasers boring into the side of your head as Ariel's eyes burning are fixated on you. Uh, sorpresa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know. I know, you know, we, we have like so much family. What's one person that isn't introduced? You know, like sometimes it's a cousin, sometimes it's a nephew, sometimes, you know, it's a uncle's daughter, you know? <laughs> Sochi is going to dramatically, but also gently and elegantly slap her hands against the side of her cheeks. Oh my God! Are you saying that this adorable, fashionable little thing right here is my prima? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's been a couple, a couple extra ones since we uh, fully had a talk about stuff. You know, I guess it slipped my mind to mention them. Ariel is just rocking back and forth. Catatonic. If we could do, we could do a whole episode of the last like 10 seconds in their brain. And then just suddenly, Ariel, who seems very, very composed and very sure of themselves. <gasps> Hi, my name is Ariel Zamori. So I'm a, I'm a senior at Valley, I'm a senior at Valley, I'm a senior at Valley Public High. Uh, I, I, I really like edgy stuff, but I really like your music. It's a really big inspiration to me. You do a lot of work, and and you know, I, I just, you know, I, you know, I, I've been trying to play the trumpet, and uh, I think that's really cool because you know, I, I really like, I like your music, and I think I, I've done uh, some homemade ska remixes on my computer at home, and you know, uh, well, uh, try and call it TL. So, uh, you know, um, um, give me a second. So I'm going to say I rolled for Ariel to keep their cool Uh, and it was a mixed success. So Ariel starts swaying back and forth and they slump behind them about to faint. But then very again, elegantly, Sochi's snake or mermaid like tail whips around and catches Ariel like a little stool almost 
Prima, 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 calm down. Calm down. And PK, I want you to roll to keep your cool. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> also remember, two twos is a critical success, two fives is a critical failure. I forgot about no! that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you roll? I rolled two five. <laughs> <laughs> you summoned it, Kyle. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Truly auspicious opening. God damn it. You see Ariel start to calm down and what looked like was going to be like a frantic pass out slowly becomes a gentle lidded as they seem to be lulled off to sleep. And I don't know if it's because you're worried about your kiddo or what exactly it is, but it might take you a second to realize that it isn't just Sochi's calming presence that's causing that. It's Sochi's calming power. Because just like how Sochi can amplify emotions by increasing heart rate, blood pumping, etc., she can do the opposite as well. So you notice, while it might not be blood for you, that you're starting to calm down too. And you're starting to get very woozy and very, like, kind of half-lidded. I, well, I think I'm kind of out of practice with this, Soshi. And you pass out. God (laughs) (laughs) I am happy watching Kike suffer. Speaking of suffering, Hilda, you are hurtling dozens, nay, hundreds of feet in the air. (laughs) Ah! <laughs> oh god, that's right. <laughs> Is water also up there? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, now that you ask. Ah, barnacles. All right. Roll take action or keep your cool to keep a hold on to Booker. Oh no. <laughs> I don't like this. Oh! <laughs> Why? Oh man, it just gets better and better. Where does Booker land? Everything just gets better and better. I got six. You got six? We'll take one AP. No. From below, from hundreds of feet below, Sparky, you see Unuin bouncing up and down with excitement and looking up at Hilda flying and looking at you and looking back. And then <laughs> you just see with a little recruit, Booker just soar off into the distance like a book frisbee. D-Rockets flying off again. And Yudlin <laughs> looks down at her little pick-pick, because she has a pick-pick necromon that yeah. she took out of the card. And she points down to it, like, eh? Eh? And points up at Booker. Yudlin <laughs> is such a menace. And it just catches on fire out of panic. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if this is an acceptable use of AP, but you know how cartoons can summon things from thin air and just have a thing? Yeah. I like to have a fire extinguisher with which to extinguish the pick-pick because the flames <laughs> frightened me. You know, for a second, I thought you were doing something to help me and Booker. But oh, I, no. I realized that was <laughs> no. extremely foolish. I, no. She's already failed with one child. <laughs> she can't, like... Glad to see our lives are already written off. And now Booker and I can't even go out together. We're tumbling away <laughs> thousands of feet apart. All right, all right. Kip, kip. Okay, okay, that's one disaster done. Throws the fire extinguisher behind her. Like, somewhere in the background. (laughs) Ripple!
the Booker screams, waggling his little legs at a bird. <laughs> Is he still flying into the sunset? Uh, he's been caught by a bird now. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's so much worse. Okay. Um, um, Time um, out. That was a GM intrusion. Give me my AP. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my AP. Fine. Um, Fine. Um, uh, you both get an AP, but specifically as Hilda and Booker. Yes. Okay. Um. Um. You, 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 you knew in? She looks up at you with just a big smile. Okay, so that all looks fun to you. She bounces and just, nods her head and makes little excited sounds. No. <laughs> she just nods yes even more. Okay, okay. Love your spirit, kid. But this must be what, um, oh my god, Lena. This must be what Alina means when she talks about good examples for things. Okay, um, um. Um, I'm going to take you by the hand because that's what responsible adults do with small children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll take your hand with the balled up fist so she can use the other one with the cane. Okay, so I don't suppose you'd let me summon my van again. <laughs> Describe the ability. Designated driver from the Guardian playbook. You have a reliable means of transportation that is able to carry you and the other PCs, a car, bus pass, so bought a dragon ATC. Spend one AP to have this means of transportation appear in a critical moment. I mean, do you have an AP? Yeah, I had three AP. Yeah, then you can summon it. Yeah, okay. I have one AP left. I use it within 30 seconds on a fire extinguisher and a van. But here's the thing. What I want to do with the van is not, like, fly it into the air to catch Hilda and Booker. I'd like to just park the van. Oh, you know, vans are hard. I don't know if that's... Were you going to just park the van under where you thought I would land? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really was. Why? Okay, okay, but I know Jake Hell is there, right? You do know Big Jake Hell is there. I saw Jake Hell the last episode. All right, all right. So in a in a panic, in just a complete panic, I get up my keys and I'm ready to like summon my van and I go, "Hey, Jake!" Roll me fierce, I think. Okay. To to get his attention in the crowd. Okay, fierce. I have no uh, no bonuses in fierce this go around. Just a straight, just a straight. Five. Take an AP. Yay! A bunch of men. No! Not men! <laughs> in God damn it! Crop tops, polos, crop top polos, khakis, no. and socks with sandals turn over and say, Yeah! I have a question. Yeah. Do I have any agency in this situation? Uh, yeah, Booker and Hilda, are you doing anything while you're up in the air? I'm going to fix it. I'm coming, I promise. I have an idea. It requires me to spend the AP I just got. What's your idea, Tom? What if one of the dragons, much like the ones from Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, was just passing by? What if there was just a kindly, slow, serpentining dragon passing by that I could just, like, bump into and grab a hold of? The eagles pass by. As I fly, <laughs> fly through the air. Just a, like a little happy Quetzalcoatl. You do one AP, we'll say it's like the Chinese New Year dragons that they have in like parades. It, we, the, we'll say there's a float like that. There's a float dragon. Can't still be like Quetzalcoatl feathered serpent. Yes, it's a it's a feathered serpent. Its name is Corfal. Apparently it says Lafcor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Laugh Rock. Lafcor! <laughs> the new big music genre. Laugh Rock. Laugh Rock. 
this majestic thing is flying through the sky. It's got a long beard that's also scaly. Uh, you do have to roll to keep your cool to get on it, though. I've never kept my cool once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it is something that Hilda is notoriously bad at. But now is a great time to start, don't you think? I got a nine. Hey! Okay, okay, that's a mixed success. So you're either, you're sloppy, loud, or slow. Loud is really funny. I just loudly scream and slap into this dragon, drawing the attention of literally everyone around. <laughs> the thing that Sparky was trying to do. Okay, okay, yeah, you, uh, you fall, you grab on, and then you scream. <laughs> the screaming of a child reaches zombie Rube Goldberg's ears, <laughs> and he smiles. Well, it looks like your life is almost over there, kiddo. Let's spin the wheel again. Tyloroid, Boidle Rat is just really, really excited looking up at you, Irene. You know this game is rigged, Boidle Rat. Tyloroid? Rigged. It means that the runner and designer of the game is a charlatan. With a very, very knowing nod, Boidle Rat goes, Tylenoid! Tylenoid! Yes, like Rasputin. <laughs> All right, the other Necromon. Uh, the three of you, or five of you, if you count each Mossy as its own entity, <laughs> are going to steal a Boidle Rat doll. Mm-hmm. Explain. It was right there, right? It's like behind. Yeah, it's like it's like a carnival game. So like, yeah, we'll say it's just the, the game is like the board game, the game of life, but just vertical. It's <laughs> just bigger. Goes into the sky where Hilda's at. But besides that, yeah, it's just, a you know, you got your regular booth. You've got the things hanging on the wall. They're little inanimate eyes pleading, begging for a home. It's been so long here on the wall. They're not even just sitting on the shelf. They are, in fact, like secured to the back of the wall with like <laughs> little plastic straps or cords or something. Oh, yeah. The mossies are here to eat through those. Okay, okay, okay. So that's what the mossies are going to do. Mastermind and Bruiser, what are you doing? I'm a spiky little cactus, and I would like to use my little spikes to do like a... I'm doing a motion that the podcaster listeners can't see. <laughs> <laughs> like ice pick climbing, you know, you stick it in, and then and then you stick the second one in, and then you stick the next... I want to use my spikes to climb. Okay, okay, yeah, you'll so you'll use your spikes to climb. Yeah. Malaya can, like, punch when they're climbing so that, I don't know, like, if there's a way to do it so that they, like, can be propelled further in their climb, like... How about Malaya holds on to them, and just like I think Misha did with Ellie in season one... Oh, like, 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 toss them. Flings them up, and then Pokio can jab <laughs> in. And well, the Mossies, like, hang on to Pokio's spiky little back. That's a better idea. Okay, so... What we're going to do is Malaya will roll with Fierce, Pokio will roll with Slick, and then Mossies can use either Fierce or Slick. And we're going to do it like an instant confrontation. So more successes you do, less successes you fail. If it evens out, it's a mixed success overall. 
So let's kick in the stealth music, which we play a lot when the Necromon do stuff on their own. Apparently it's their specialty. We've got a cutaway. We see like an excited Boido Rat. We see the stuffed Boido Rat doll, but just expressionless. <laughs> but we could swear its eyes like turn more downturn and like a plead, please save me. We see Malaya holding Pokio and the Mossies. And we'll say if it's all right if I flavor it like this, you grab the three Mossies Pokio and you stick them on your head and put the chef's hat on top of it. That's so cute. Yes, I want to do that. Uh, so I need everyone to roll and then we're going to go in order. Ari, Hallie, Tom, give me your number and tell me how your part goes well eh, or bad. I rolled a 10. Okay, okay. You do it perfectly. No, a nine, a nine. Okay, you do it, uh, you do it okay. <laughs> I think Malaya overcalculates because Mossy and Pokio, wait, are slightly different. So when like trying to calculate, it wasn't it, like overcalculated for Mossy's and undercalculated for Pokio. So Mossy's like blast a little bit higher, but not to heal this level. And Pokio could uh, stop uh, go nearly as high as was intended. Yeah, so Pokio, let's say, latches on normally, and the Mossies just fly up and now are attached to the top by their teeth. So Pokio's got to go extra distance to grab them. Pokio, how did you roll? Uh, Pokio got an eight. So Pokio also succeeded, but like, you know, not as glamorously as they would have liked. Uh, this is because of Malaya. It's Malaya's fault because <laughs> Malaya threw them wrong. And so like, because they didn't land together as a unit, as Pokio planned, Pokio's gotta like hustle and climb up and Pokio isn't built for that. Pokio's not built for speed. They're not built for speed. So they have to like stop and do like the cartoon, like, <sighs> and then keep going. I'm imagining- Do we hear like an adorable Oe coat, but in reality it's just like, Oh, God damn it, pieces <laughs> of fucking- I cop! <laughs> I cop! <laughs> I cop! Well, you grab the mossies and get them to place, and uh, how did the mossies do? So the mossies. So the mossies. Oh, no. Uh, the mossies get up there, and they start chewing on the restraints. They're just sort of gumming on them, like, and they're still gumming. Still gumming. Haven't finished chewing any day now. The mossies take so long they sort of forget a bit what they're doing. <laughs> they're just like... Making mouth noises. I rolled a five. You're gumming so hard because it's an overall failure. Yes. That you don't feel as this plasticky snake feeling thing wraps around <gasps> each of your bodies and it wraps around you, Pokio. No! This is Malaya's fault. Ari, how close was Malaya to the wall, actually? Uh, pretty close. I was picturing it. Okay, so Malaya <laughs> feels around his little arms. And you notice too late as the zip ties, no! which are holding up the other stuffed creatures, wrap around all of you no! and attach you to the wall. And down on a table, you see a little eye just out of a socket staring at you. 
And out of the side of his mouth, Rube Goldberg says, Nice try. And then he whaps the table and the eye goes up, hits him on the head and rolls back into his eye socket. And he continues talking with Irene. Well, Cannon, that was a pretty lucky roll. You only got a couple more until the solstice begins. Okay, so I don't remember last time what the situation was with, like, who was winning. And I think you were doing progressively worse. Yeah, yeah. it's not you. You're not winning. I mean, it's a carnival game. We can yeah. just assume. But did Irene just keep playing because of Boidle Rat? Yeah, she just kept playing because of Boidle Rat. And the she can stop anytime. Yeah. Because I feel like she occasionally looks around for her necropod because she already almost lost one. And that's why now she's like trying yeah. not to lose yeah. her soul. So I think she looks around for her necromon. Come on, kid. Come on, kid. We got to get going. We got to get going. The after planets only align once every thousand <laughs> years. We got about five minutes. All right, give it, give it a take. We got to wiggle room about five minutes. So let's get going, kid. Where are my necromon? Well, you haven't won it yet, kid. That's why you're here. <laughs> Whoa. She looks at him dead-faced. Not as dead-faced as him. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Got him. Can I see them? Roll understand. Understand. Okay. Because already the Necromon are starting to feel a bit different. Oh. Like, as they got squeezed in, they could hear a little, like, you know, the sounds little squishies make? Like a dog toy. Oh, do I know what? I don't want to be turned into a stuffed animal. No, you can't. No, I don't, don't want to be all no. mud. Don't Not do that mud. to us. Don't do that to us. You can't all of us in the same episode. That Hilda is just flying off into the sun. This is not, this is not. You fucking dare, Alma. An appropriate tone. You know, if the, if the party gets like split, there's several ways to get the party back together. And this is definitely one of them. Do I get any like advantages? It's books. So like it's searching. I don't know if you got any skills that give you like advantage. But, but I have brain connection with my necromon does that count for anything all right i'll give you advantage on that because you notice that it's like your spidey sense you notice that the connection seems to be fading almost it's muffled no well, it's like, no! no it's not kyle stop with your lies i i rolled a seven it's great we'll be on the high shelf that irene has to reach way up <laughs> Yay! for <laughs> You notice that next to the Boidle Rat plush on the high shelf is three Mossies, a Pokio, and a Malaya. No! And Boidle Rat actually notices too. Tarladoib! 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 And starts looking around for her friends. I thought he only stole my soul if I lost. (laughs) Kike, you're in your mind. Presumably. It's almost like, you know, those dream states where colors are kind of blurred. It'd be very artistic if we were doing a visual medium. You're in this space and you're hearing that beautiful song you heard earlier and you're feeling the emotions that you felt earlier. So while he is there, he is once again having the Luigi cry emotions. They're overwhelmingly emotions of like pride, like, oh, I am so proud of my little girl kind of thing. Like a parent that's like super proud of how far they've come and it's just really overwhelming. And that's like 
what he felt also during the concert, and that is the red cup. That is why he was doing crying. But it's all fabricated. It's a beautiful song, really. So so proud of this song. It's so pretty. So what do you think, Yale? In the crowd, a man turns around. He's a very young-looking man with cat-like eyes, fox-like ears, and a little closed eyelid on his forehead. But notably, this is not the Mateo that you saw right before he left, because he also has a long mullet and a wide mustache Uh. that he was wearing many, many years ago. And he points, and instead of seeing the stage, you now see a old big CRT monitor from like, let's say the 70s. But you're seeing this news report of a young girl who recently entered uh, Necropolis. And Mateo looks at you and he starts like scratching his head a little bit and pacing. Uh, He paces when he has anxious energy and he scratches near that little eyelid when he starts feeling intrigued. Because Mateo was a vampire. And I don't know if I mentioned this before, vampires feed on things other than blood. They're people who died starving and they feed on whatever they died starving for. And in his case, he feeds on intrigue. So he's like scratching near that eye and he says, I just, I, I, I think this could be worth a shot. Uh, I have a question. So is this sort of like a flashback dream, AKA if Kike is reflected from that TV, would he had a different appearance that I can. Oh, describe. you got the mullet too, baby! <laughs> oh, no, I was gonna say he had a giant, like, long, luscious hair. Oh, God, yes, beautiful. He's still a skeleton, though, but with long, beautiful, flowing hair. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. And a big, nice, composed beard. <laughs> and he'll, he'll just be like, I mean, I guess we always talked of getting a kid. Said, you know, is that kind of what you were talking about? Mateo paces back and forth. I'm definitely not not talking about it. You know, it's a big change if we, like, I know we, I, I also want it. And I guess, you know, but we have to kind of think it through. Mateo brushes your worries away with an excited hand. Of course, of course. But. I mean, she seems like she, you know, she kind of needs somebody. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. And I just I just think it would be something new, something fascinating. And, and he turns over and you can see the eye on his forehead is opened up and there's just some fire emanating from it. I think it would be very intriguing. The scene changes again and you see the sad little girl on the screen, the like little baby siren. She's now in front of you, wagging her little like snake fin bottom, looking up at you being like, please, Poppy. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how to say no to you. Literally, I kind of can't. And then he'll give her a little lollipop. Before dinner, you're not supposed to have this. It's last time. The last time you can use this for that. You have to You have to learn to wait. And, you know, to not rely on these things to get what you want. Gracias, papi. Last time, she takes the lollipop and she sticks it inside of what's a bouquet of other lollipops (laughs) that she has gotten from you. God. The scene changes again. It's still your house, 
but what was once a very adult composed space full of serious adult things is now full of toys and treats and drawings and book reports from a whole host of kids with a whole host of bodies and a whole host of ages. The kids themselves are not around in your living room right now. While nighttime might not really exist in Necropolis, bedtime certainly still does. There are a series of other kids that are now asleep in their respective rooms, but Mateo is in the corner pacing back and forth. She's late. She's late. She is very, very late. Kike is just, he's not pacing, but he's like, just like sitting in the couch, moving his leg in a anxious kind of repressed kind of thing as he's just waiting and looking at his pocket watch. He's just constantly looking at it and it's like, uh, are you sure she said 2 a.m.? Uh, maybe she said 3, you know, maybe maybe got the, the time wrong. Yes, yes, uh, time, time wrong, time wrong. Uh, Yuyu, isn't it 6 a.m.? Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Who am I kidding? Yeah, it, my, my clock has never been broken. It's actually 7 a.m. The door cracks open. <laughs> you hear little feet trying to shuffle. I can hear you. We both can. You see this little ghost boy, which we'll say this one has feet. They don't always have feet, but this boy has feet. And he turns over to you with the door open. And you can see his eyes almost seem to have a hypnotism from it. And you realize Sochi wasn't trying to get into the house. David was trying to get out. And he goes, well, I'm sorry. I, I gotta get to the concert. And he runs out and slams the door as Mateo starts anxiously scratching near his eye again. That is worse than I thought. <laughs> okay, we need to divide and conquer. Uh, well, I don't know. If, I don't think she's going to come back right now because apparently there's a concert. But like, I guess in case she comes back, do you want to stay? I am going to. And he's going to like putting his coat and like starting to raise like yeah you know somebody has to stay and prevent other kids from leaving you know we don't want all of our children to just go out and you know but then we also need to kind of stop this right the scratching stops and mateo who normally would fight you on this being like no 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 i gotta go it's intrigue it's interesting just says now go now we'll talk about we'll talk later about all this but sure and then he will leave and you're back at the concert again. But this time you look around you and you see a looking the same age, but much younger Sochi is sitting there singing to the crowd again. And you look around and you see David with his eyes just watching mesmerized as she sings at this concert. And you see all of all of the other kiddos you picked up along the way. Cut. No. Including right to the side of you, Ariel. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's when the vision disappears and you see only white. Now unfurled, we'll bring a new song to all the afterworld. I'm your queen, so bend the knee. Keep your heart and soul and all your ears on me. As Kike acclimates to the weird white brain space, 
he hears some strange words that say only, Hi, I'm Kyle, here for the announcement break. I hope you're enjoying this episode and the additional time we have spent with Sochi, who has no relationship to the Mexican politician Xochitl running for president. Uh, and so we're only mentioning that person because uh, we like Xochitl. We think she's pretty cool and we're not going to like officially endorse a Mexican presidential candidate in the announcement break of one of our episodes because that's just a weird thing to do. But we like her. Xochitl is pretty cool. You know, it's also cool, the new Under the Neighborhood expansion. So you might have caught on already if you own Under the Neighborhood that some of the descriptors and moves we've been mentioning aren't in the core rulebook. That's because I made a brand new expansion called Under the Neighborhood Character Options that includes two new playbooks, the Slapstick, which is what Mr. Monday is, and the Magical Girl, as well as eight additional descriptors. Now there are three ways you can get this expansion. You can go on DriveThruRPG or itch.io and get it for about 10 bucks or so. You can also back our Patreon at the $10 level and get all of our previous expansions that we've made for Under the Neighborhood because they make about every month additional rule or descriptor or something like that. Or you could subscribe to our newsletter. That's right, this is still a newsletter advertisement. The Quest Friends newsletter releases a new bit of Quest Friends goodness to your email inbox every month. This includes updates on new episodes, news reports, not like Sochiel presidential news, more like we're doing a live show news, additional bits of world building in Necromonicon entries, and just my, my own random thoughts, things that I think are neat. Additionally, if you subscribe, you get free complimentary access to the Under the Neighborhood character options. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that, uh, that ad for our newsletter aside, I want to thank David Astier again for coming in to voice a new character who you'll hear at the end of this episode. And uh, if you like that character and the wonderful voice acting that is related to it, you can check out David S. Deer's stuff, as well as, again, our newsletter down in the description. We're going to have a couple of special episodes the next few weeks, so next week on Christmas Day, we're going to have a new Hallmarked, and then the week after that, we're going to be trying out a new behind-the-scenes bonus podcast called Rest Friends. But if you'd like additional stories, podcasts, or behind-the-scenes insights, you can check out patreon.com slash questfriends. I'll see you there, or again, at our newsletter. Please subscribe to our newsletter. Okay, bye. similarly see only white and by that i mean you see these white dude bros in the crop tops and polos <gasps> with the uh, cargo shorts and like the great. really bleach blonde hair being wow. like yeah they look great hey hey what's going on hey hey oh hey i think uh, i think this milf called for us right god <laughs> why no i cover union with ears <laughs> <laughs> I truly, I truly hope that she doesn't know what it means. Oh, uh, roll, <laughs> roll, take action. You know it's gonna go home and... Is this a fierce? Ask Kiki uh, what milf means. Yeah, yeah. I got a five. <laughs> take an AP. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, Kiki. <laughs> this isn't my fault. <laughs> I have another AP.
Unowin looks up at you confused and cocks her head and you hear like little muttering to herself and she has cemented as a core memory no, that please. Sparky no, is a No, not a core memory! No, 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 Fuck these dice, I'm switching. Can't wait for Kike oh, to man. be told. Oh man, there's a kid there. That's she's a literal MILF. Oh, that's so much hotter. <laughs> what? So first of all, in your dreams. One of them winks when you say in your dreams. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Um, I didn't spend any of my time not playing, thinking of a plan. So you do hear Hilda scream, so you know she is being carried away from she's you. She's fine. In fact, we're gonna say she's fine. It, yeah, it's it's flying away, luckily away from people, but it is flying towards the floats. Okay. Yeah, and Booker's still with the fucking bird, I guess. Can I be fighting the bird? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roll me, roll me. Uh, take a swing. Yeah, fight the bird. I'm fighting the fight bird. Fight the bird. Fight, fight the, the bird. bird. Kyle, this better not turn into like how Appa was kidnapped in <laughs> season two. <laughs> we just don't have Booker for several episodes. I ro- <laughs> I rolled a four. The bird is winning. <sighs> yes. I'm not elaborating beyond that. <laughs> okay, um, I'd like to make them go away by... I will tell you, 90% odds, whatever you try, they will think it's hot. Yeah, that sucks. Um, okay, I think I just want to do the simple thing, which is yell, Look, craft beer! And point over there and make them run towards the craft beer as an A-plus Scooby-Doo distraction. And then I just yoink Unuin behind me to the van that I have summoned that is now coming down the street going burp, burp. And I'm just, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to let you succeed. Yay! What? Craft beer? It's, it's, it's craft, but it's- It's craft with a K. Yeah, it's craft brand. <laughs> it tastes like mac and cheese. But that's okay, because it's a manly, sophisticated beer. Yeah. You know, a woman could never appreciate it. What a manly, sophisticated beer. Yeah, a woman <laughs> could never understand this. That's why you're single, probably. That was a self-dug. Sparky's also single. You could fix um, that. <laughs> Kyle, you know what they would say. I can fix that. So the Eiffel Tower is bungee cords, right? Yeah. Uh, are they big enough to use with a van? So you're going to slingshot a van into That's a child. Well, like well, with the doors open. The poor dragon. And, and and I'm leaving this other child on the ground. What about the poor dragon, Necromon? <laughs> oh, I forgot you were on the dragon. Never mind. That's not even important. I'm just driving. I'm just driving the van to land where Hilda can also land. Okay. Yeah. 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 You put uh, what what seat is Unuin in? The back seat because that's where you put kids. Okay. Okay. And she's wearing two seatbelts. I don't know where I got the second one from, but it's there. It's just on the other seat. You whipped it. You like it's reaching all the way across. All the way across. It's so I whipped out like those cushy helmets and like like a life jacket, even though she's not in water. She is comically bundled up in my car, even though now I'm just driving. I'm not bungee slingshotting. All right. And you're just going to drive? I'm just going to drive. Are Hilda and Booker going the same direction? I'm going to say no based on <laughs> what happened Yeah, Hilda's before. moving. Booker is just alone in the fighting air. Fighting a bird and fighting, losing. Fighting a bird. All right, so Booker is in more immediate danger, and Hilda likes Booker. Is he? 
I say yes, Booker is in more danger. Yeah. The dragon isn't fighting Hilda. Right. It's just chilling. The dragon isn't gonna tear, and Hilda's also not made of paper with a bird that has claws. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, Booker's gonna have some bad flashbacks after this, because remember, before the pages were ripped out, you remember seeing a winged shadowy claw swipe down at you. Yeah, this is gonna have some. Booker's gonna need book therapy. Unfortunately, the only person who can talk to Necroman is Irene. <laughs> Don't send him to Irene. There's our new short story, Counselor Irene. (laughs) When you feel sad, crunch it up inside like a piece of paper and pretend you aren't. No. Okay, so I want to use AP again. Okay. Because you know how in in Be Cool Scooby-Doo, the inexplicably best version of Scooby-Doo, the mystery machine will sometimes just have like a crossbow or can turn into a submarine or all of these things. I would like like a safe grappling hook net thing I can use to grab Booker. But like the flavor of this is that I'm mad that Jake Hell didn't hear me and all these other fucking Jakes did. So I'm like, I was just going to ask if he had like a fucking trampoline or something useful. What did you put in this car? Because she's just, she's just mad. She knows there are useful things, but now I'm pressing buttons to see if there are any more useful things that I've missed. And lo and behold, this, it's this. I spend an AP to have this. Yeah, so you're just going to press a random button? Yeah, I'm going to press a random button and it's going to be exactly what I need because I'm panicked. However, I'm a lucky panicker. I want you to roll help somebody. Okay. Because you're helping Booker and that's heart. Yeah. And I feel like you just got to put all your heart into mashing these buttons. Okay, I'm putting all my heart into mashing these buttons. I have a plus two to my heart today. I got six. What the fuck are these rolls? I don't know. I haven't rolled this badly in such a long time. And now it's important because I want to protect you to win and save Booker from being torn apart. This is where we all die. By a bird. Uh, And I want to save Hilda from being splattered on the ground. But my stupid fucking dice won't let that happen. Where's my dice jail? I haven't even needed it in so long. Take an AP. Yay! You look back at Yuen to make sure she's safe and okay, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And there's a whoosh, and she's gone. And you think, oh no, I hit the passenger ejector seat. (laughs) In the back seat? No, no. But then you feel the wind, and you're like, wait, ejector seats don't go down. (laughs) And Sparky Malarkey, you are also now in the air. Congratulations. I think Kyle should be forbidden from reading the messages in the chat. <laughs> this, is, this is like, wait. Yeah, this is Ari's idea. I can fix this. I can fix this. Did you steal my Necromon? Oh, hey. I steal your Necromon. No, you're trying to steal my Necromon. You're trying to steal it through bad play. I mean, what? I, well, I was talking about, like, the solstice and the moons and the... Oh, all right, that that's uh three-minute time window now. Uh, So let's just, uh, let's do another spin. Hey! Irene slams her hand on the counter. Did you steal my Necromon? Oh, roll convince somebody with fierce. You're going to try to intimidate. Fierce. Yes. Well, I have three fierce. Two sixes. 
Later. Oh my god. Uh, we got a roll. We got a critical success. At long last. Yes. And it's intimidation. It's been 84 <laughs> years. So saving anyone in danger. Everyone else has rolled a failure or mixed success. Yeah. Except for the time KK rolled a success and it ended up being a critical failure. <laughs> so what are you trying to convince him of with intimidation? And you can either make that effect bigger, you can gain an AP, you you just get a big, a, a major effect. I want something about this force of will to allow my Necromon to escape or at least have an advantage okay, to escape. Okay, okay. Because what, what I want to convince him of is to give me back my Necromon and maybe throw in a portal rat. Um, Irene is willing to climb on the table to okay. reach her necromon. Well, uh, you know, that's uh, no need to get hate. Whoa! And you stand on the table and you're still like three feet smaller than him. <laughs> but he's more intimidated. He's like, well, uh, calm, calm down now. And he backs against the cage and it rattles the cage. And you can feel the restraints the rest of you loosen and the squeaky toyness goes away and you start becoming and feeling more like yourselves. You're not free, but you're loose enough that you're not tight to it. Can I crouch down intimidatingly on his counter? Oh God, you're so small! (laughs) So small! I was trying to be like, you know, where you lean down at someone, but the problem is that he's still taller. Why are you looking at my shoes? My eyes are up here! I'm thinking about stealing them, an eye for an eye. She stands back up, doesn't make the paint noise that she wants to make, and does it Your knees just snap. Fluidly <laughs> and comfortably, and nothing hurts. Mm-hmm. Move like my grandma, zombie. Irene will get into the booth. <laughs> he backs up. Whoa, 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 whoa. And his arm goes back behind him and it hits the cage and he grabs onto it. And his other hand grabs onto the side. So now both of them are gripping the back and the rest of you, you can feel the restraints loosen a bit more. It's like, no need to be hasty. No need to be hasty. Why don't we just, hear me out. Why don't we just uh, finish the game in the next one minute, <clears throat> next one minute or so, give or take again, 30 seconds. And uh, after that, and the moon's line, and uh, you grab one of your mon, and uh, you hug close, and maybe you like stitch them I together, and you tables. make another, you make another super strong mon, and then from yeah, that you like, you know, explore the, more the afterworlds, and uh, you know, from there, uh, you know, maybe meet some mysterious figures and have a good time, and uh, you know, go, go to the deepest layers, and you know, maybe from there. I think just... tables should have been part of your plan. Because otherwise, things are not going according to your plan. Because I am turning the tables. She says very coolly and not awkwardly at all. Uh, was that like a one-liner? You're going to give me that Boidle Rat, and you're going to give me my Necromon, and I am going to leave with my soul. Uh, with, with your soul? I don't know what you're talking about. No need to be uh, so uh, so avaricious about it, you know? Let's just play the game for the game, right? You're not playing the game for the game. Why should I? Another leg backs up uh, against the I would the like... Cage. Does he have a chair? Yeah. I would like to take his chair 
put it up against the cage, climb up, and start unhooking my Necromon and the Boidle Rat. The cage starts rattling, and he's like, well, come on, come on, come on. And Rube, who you see, hasn't moved from his spot, and in fact, his last leg is against the wall, too. His head just turned to you and is like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, kid. Uh, You know, uh, going down such an avaricious route is a bad idea. I unhook the next Necromon. Come on, come on, and the rattling is more. You can't do this to me, you can't do this to me. Also, as they get down, can they, like, start charging up intimidatingly? Pokio has their electric thing, and Malaya can get big. If everyone else wants to do that, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Boidle Rat is Talidoid, Talidoid, but, you know, wagging, really excited, doesn't get what's going on. Uh, until she starts sniffing by his leg. And then I wanna, I wanna get Mossies. Alright, and Mossies, you fall out. Like, the little zip ties around you are gone. And that's when, Talidoib, Talidoib, you realize, Irene, that Boidle Rat is saying, ties, ties. And Rube Goldberg looks at you and says, come on, come on, just play my game. Just play it a little bit more because I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) And as he says that, the final zip tie disappears from Mossy, wraps itself around another part of Rube Goldberg's arms. And with a little doggy toy squeak, his pleading eyes are there, but they are now soulless. Well, we killed a man. (laughs) Great. Murder is okay. (laughs) Murder is okay. Murder is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Irene looks at him and then looks around like, did anybody see that? (laughs) Roll me sneak. Well, (laughs) no, because she's like, she's in that I need an adult state of mind. All right, roll me. We'll we'll do an anti-sneak. Roll me sneak, but the higher you roll, the more you notice. Wait, but will I get in trouble? That's a good point. Okay, then I want to sneak. Okay. Two fives. Yeah, nobody notices you. <laughs> um. God. Just hands behind your back whistling. I, I, want, I would like to unhook all of the prizes except him. There's still prizes. <laughs> I, it was just in case. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Boidle Rat snuggles up. Boidle Rat is very excited. Yay! And you hear a gentle Tarladoib. Tarladoib. And you can't make out what she's saying, but it's brother, I missed you. <laughs> oh, sibling. I then would like to get as far as possible away while still being able to reach. Maybe hold up the mossies. Just leave a little bit, just so we can get far enough away. I'm struggling with figuring out if Irene would, because then it would be inflicting the soul stealing on other people. Maybe she'll just wait out the minute, release him and run away. The mossies will do the nibble to like delay it so it'll snap off in a bit after we run away. Yeah. Um, so really what Irene is setting up is a little bit of that overcomplicated mechanism she's learned. <laughs> you cut off most of it and then you you flee to go back to the die hop. And we see Rube Goldberg's arm 
it's it's like dangled next to the wheel of life machine which you can then see is connected to a pachinko machine that when you go into one of the holes sets off a firework that in the distance would light a fuse which would then explode drop a drawbridge which would then hit a lever knocking over a basketball which would go into a hoop which would cause an audience to cheer and that sound would break some glass which would then cut the other uh, thing on his leg, freeing him. And with a slump, the entire doll body just misses all of that, flumps to the ground, (laughs) and holding a beer, holding a craft beer, one of the Jakes walks up, sees this corpse's corpse, and screams. You know what I tried? It's out of my hands. Irene really does need an adult now. This is what happens when you leave children unsupervised. They kill people. They they trap men and stop animals. We're going to go back to Hilda and Sparky. Uh, We're going to do a very simple confrontation. For the sake of time, we're going to do three and three, because there are three of you. Your goal, if it's fair to say, is to not hit the ground super hard. The monster in this case is gravity. Gravity's goal is for you to hit the ground super hard. How do you defeat gravity? Kyle, as a connoisseur of culture, you are familiar with the opening to Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. I'd like to do that because I have a seat. (laughs) Unlike Hilda and Booker, I have an implement launched into the sky with me, so I want to navigate to the Eiffel Tower and slide down it with my ejectors. And are you, like, unbuckling and then standing on it like a skateboard? That's correct, yes. Okay, Sonic good. Adventure okay, 2. Per- That's the, where yeah. I was going with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm Sonic Adventuring 2 down. <laughs> and they have 4 AP, so can I just do it? You can. You can spend 2 Yay! AP. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that because I also want to help Hilda and um, Booker because you could say this is Sparky's fault. You could indeed say that. <laughs> she needs to fix this problem and I would like very much to do that. So what's happening with Unuen? She's just in the car on yeah, the Yeah, no, I'm getting to that. I am going to get the car back. It's fine. So for a while, both children will be unsupervised. Correct. <laughs> you know, just for like a short time. Just checking. <laughs> God. Um, hang on. I have to think about how this would actually work. <laughs> do you? Instead of just being a thing I want to do. Is that the Sparky Malarkey way? So I'm skating down the Eiffel Tower. I'd really like to use the bungee to launch myself back into the air, but it's controlled this time. And that's when I yoink Hilda and Booker and then land on my van and then do a parallel park. <laughs> You're lucky we have 16 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know I am. I'm leveraging that. Roll with advantage to see if you can skip this confrontation. Do it. Redeem yourself, Sparky Sparky. God fucking damn it! Did you roll three ones? God! No, I rolled a three and two ones. God. <laughs> Glad the situation is somehow worse than when we started. How did this get worse? This got so much worse. I'm going to shift away. Oh, no. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. No, no, no. Kike, you've been like floating in this ethereal white kind of brain space for a while, and you can literally see your own thoughts in front of you. Describe Kike in the space. I think it would be just very echoey, very like 
if there's like a word phrase in there, it would just be "Where did we go wrong?" Because he's just very tiny, surrounded by that phrase. And maybe occasionally shifting from we to I. Aww. Similar to like the colorful World's Fair, the letters are illuminating and they're becoming incandescent and shining down on you with their oppressive light. I go wrong. I go wrong. I go. I. I. Ah. And the I turns into a long ah. And you could swear you see something in the distance, a little twinkle. And you see something in your brain space hurtling towards you with this giant ah related to you. What? And Kike, you wake up a split second before Sparky Malarkey in a car seat (laughs) with Booker in one arm and Hilda in the other smashes into you. Not like this. Not like this. Knocking you unconscious again. Oh, he's unconscious, thank God. Okay, that's <laughs> Someone get Unuin. Someone get Unuin. She's still at the car. <laughs> I'm going back to get Unuin. Oh, ho, ho. Who wants crepes? Crepes with the French. Crepes with the French. With the French. That's your Felipe Galate. It's the French French. I might change the voice. Who knows? Oh, oh my God. Why is this? This headless sous chef with a little mustache where his neck should be is flipping crepes <laughs> like pancakes. You can't change the voice. You can't. You can't do that to me. Oh, 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 oh. As you're in the corner, Irene. I regret my choices. Just as far away from people as possible in the little book nook and the door opens up with a little ding ding and you see Sparky and Hilda holding just a pile of Kike's bones. <laughs> After, you know, taking a moment to process where he is and that Sparky is there, his first line is going to be like, where's Juna? Yeah, wait. I would have immediately gone off and st- I would not be around Kike if I did not also have Yunui. Yeah, you know, she's, she's, she'll poke her head around. Oh, thank Christ. Oh, okay. okay. And, s- oh, and smile at your head. Criminy. Oh, thanks, sweet potatoes. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's right there. She's right there. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, she's going to have anything she wants to eat. No, 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 no. That's my treat. That's, uh, that's, uh, right. And then she'll tell you all about how many good things happened later. She nods her head excited and you start hearing the, like, the little mumbling sound again that she was making. And you realize it's the same sound that she made when she was trying to figure out MILF. No, like every, like, uh, um, um, you know, uh, Sparky's hand goes over her mouth, like, briefly. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, why don't you eat? Because you can't talk while you eat. So how about we just do that first? <laughs> oh, have anything you want on the menu. We've got all sorts of things. We've got waffles that are crepes. <laughs> we've got paninis that are crepes. And we've got crepes that are crepes. Irene has killed one man today, and she looks like she wishes she could kill another. <laughs> Hilda just... Thousand yards stare, points at the regular crepes. <laughs> oh, he, d- he doesn't wink, but he like moves because he's headless, <laughs> but he moves his torso in such a way that you think he's doing the body gesture version of a wink. And he says, a bold and irregular choice. 
Booker's pages are all like <laughs> ruffled and crumpled and he's like shaking. <laughs> like the pick pick. Okay, so you all spend some time in Die Hop, but I want to focus on Kike for a second because Kike, you're with everyone for a little bit, but he has been kind of off other than like asking Sparky instinctively, where is the child he left Sparky with? Other than that, he has been pretty quiet and just not super engaging other than putting himself together because he got scattered. But other than that, he has not interacted much or yelled at Sparky as much as he would have in other circumstances. Thank God. How long does it take Ariel not returning for you to get worried? Oh no. Oh no, he's already worried. Like he has been looking for any opportunity to kind of sneak off without alerting anybody because he doesn't want anybody to be involved in this. Uh, do we want to roll a competitive sneak or just let Kike do it? I, so, I want to roll competitive if only because, like, I think Sparky would notice because she's trying so hard to hide her own adventures from Kike that, like, she's focused on Kike. So, like, she's going to be like, wow, Kike is not grilling me quite as much as I thought he would be. What's up with him? All right, roll competing sneak. But I want, instead of slick Sparky, I want you to use heart. Yay! Okay. I want to know things about Kike. You're too traumatized by uh, killing a man. Your first blood is always the hardest. Hang on. What is... Oh, I got scared because I rolled a nine. But I, for a second, I thought it was two fives again. But no, it is a nine plus two. So it's an 11. Okay. 12. No. It's not a Malata. It's just a 10 plus but two. But like incorrect. That's like one above me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That <laughs> makes me happier that it's just one above you. I needed this win, Ari. I needed a win. I also needed a win. I've been rolling failures. Once. <laughs> okay, that's also, that's, I guess that's true. Kike, you sneak outside with only the faint sounds of the fair and the of Die Hop's inflatable waggling ram mascot necromon thing to keep you company. But before you can fully escape, you hear the door open behind you. You tried the uh you tried the uh onion ring crepes? They're crepes, but they're onion rings. Kike will just like without turning around just like, if this was like an anime scene, it would be like those like dark lines on the eyes, like when Ash is like, go Pikachu, and things like that. It just, it would look like that. And he would just say like, Sparky, I, I know what you're trying to do, but I really need to be going right now. And plus, you'd know I don't eat. You followed me around long enough to know that I don't eat grapes and stuff. So, you know, Yuna is still with you. So. Regardless of what you did, I guess you did keep her, so just, just you know, you and the other kids take care of her as I just go and try to not lose another one tonight, and he will try to leave. Where's Aria? That is what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Hard to keep track of those pesky kids, isn't it? It's harder than you think. He's gonna have this, like, sad anime smile as he just turns to her. But I, I really, I really need to, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that I need to not be here. Just, you know, just take good care of the kid. Okay, so this sounds very much like an indefinite goodbye speech. And look, I respect your right to privacy. 
sorry, I'm not used to saying that sentence. I respect your right to privacy. And if you want to go off alone to deal with whatever she gestures to all of him, this is, you know, that's, that's fine. I uh, will take Yunuin. I'm like a really responsible babysitter now. And, you know, that is fine. But, um, you know, uh, in the um, courtroom before the whole trial with uh, Lucas and everything, you you said that I didn't have to do it alone. And so uh, I'm letting you know that you don't have to do it alone. You know, whatever it is, because I still don't actually know what it is. But again, you have a right to privacy and keeping everything interesting in your life like wildly interesting like i cannot stress enough how interesting your life what it's your life it's your problem but uh i am here with my onion rings sorry my onion ring crepes and uh the kids and i can be wherever you need me to be he's not good at expressing things so he's not going to like show it super well but he did feel like pleasantly surprised at Sparky saying I respect your privacy because that is a big step for Sparky Malarkey to say oh it's huge so he's he's gonna be like you know it's it see part of why I never really have told you things is because it's just I'm not really a sharer you know I don't really share things it's kind of hard and so this is no exception but I will say that, you know, you're really good at snooping, so I can just pretend I'm going to be doing it alone, and you can snoop close in at a, at a close distance if you want to, you know, casually be nearby if you want to casually do your reporting investigative abilities to, you know, coincidentally maybe help if you if you happen to be in the vicinity, as you always, you know, just happened to be by my house when things happened. So I'm giving you, I'm giving you the chance to do it. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't hard for me to share things, I guess this would be a thank you. And he's just gonna grab an onion ring, despite him not <laughs> being able to eat it. <laughs> and kind of really slowly walk away, but slowly in the way of like, I am waiting for you to follow me. Sparky would probably like finish off the last onion ring, throw the carton behind her like she did with the fire extinguisher earlier and be like, lucky for you. The finger guns are included. I'm doing finger guns right now for the listeners. Lucky for you. Happening to be around the vicinity is one of my very best skills. So uh, I'm going to go settle our tab and uh, you'll probably see me later. He will smile at her. I probably will. I'm not going to do a GM intrusion for this because it's not actually bad, but Sparky, you turn and flamp immediately hit against something. But this thing isn't like a wall or anything like this. It's soft and big. I have important things to do. I can't deal with this. Where were you when I needed you, Jake? Where were you? I have been called many things across the eons, but Jake is not a moniker I have born. What is happening? Wait, well, she didn't say <laughs> Who the fuck is this? You look up and you see a massive cat 
with raven's wings perched over its back. Okay, that is not... This cat is neither transparent nor black. Instead, it carries a dreamlike void with it wherever it goes. As it cocks its head in curiosity, you hear these deep ringing coming from a giant bell collar, which weighs it down. And as you look up, you see the stark, void-like creature has a piercing white muzzle that covers everything except for its perceptive yellow eyes, which ache under LED lights. It turns its cat eyes to you, Kike, and says, I bear another delivery. Now? Really? Now? Like, at this, at this time? I mean, I know it's not your... Okay, he's just gonna take it. I choose neither the time nor the place. I only knew them and shall know them again. Regardless, the timing is pretty, pretty bad, but, you know, I'm not one to argue, of course, sir. So, thanks. It is my role to play. The giant cat nods its head respectfully at both of you. Senor Hueso Kanaka, Miss Mueller. And this giant cat walks away, the stars within its void slowly blinking out one by one until no light is there and the bell is gone. Sparky looks between where the cat thing was and Kike and then looks back to where the cat thing was and back to Kike. This is not related. This is this is a different... This is... I mean, it is sort of related, I guess, but it's not... It, there's a lot of things that... You, not important, you know? Just... You can tell that it is killing her to say this. She's like, It's your life, your right to privacy. <laughs> I don't need to know. I'm pals with death, okay? <laughs> this killed Hallie. Glad. <laughs> Were this not the end of the adventure, I would end the episode there. <laughs> I, I I don't know if Hallie will be able to continue the episode, Kyle. I am so sorry. <laughs> I think Actually, no. I think we're just gonna, on the previously, I think I'm just gonna describe what happened. I don't think there's a better line to end on than I'm friends with death, okay? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Sparky's response is Oh god, of course you are. Does someone want to do a summary of last time? I'll do a summary. I've been yeeted into the fucking afterlife sky. (laughs) (laughs) There's your summary. I have a question. Do I have any agency in this situation? As Booker? Yes. We'll get back to the two of you in a second. Okay. Because they do have some things uh, about Sparky that they want to say because they are dudes in their 20s. Oh, I love when men have things to say about me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have to process how I want to respond. Oh. I like that, Kike, we have this sad backstory of his, like, hypnotic daughter. And then we have Sparky is a milk. (laughs) This is like...
It's a different kind of hypnotism. <laughs> um, okay. First of all, it's body language. <laughs> body, body language. language. Ha! Laugh rock. Laugh rock. I'm putting Charlie the unicorn in as the voice. <laughs> oh, I was hearing the Aflac duck. Oh, that's also Aflac. good. Aflac. Okay, so you do uh you do have to roll to keep your cool to get on it though. I realized that my air conditioner is on and being picked up in my recording. Okay. I just realized that now, but it would have been going for at least when I was last speaking about the Mossies. I don't know when it started, and it just stopped right now. I'm so sorry. I would have turned it off before this, but A, I forgot, and B, I don't know how to turn this unit off. (laughs) I haven't figured that out yet. The off button doesn't do anything. I I love these random problems you have occasionally. Hear me out. Slice of life complication for somebody, for for Hilda. Hilda's mom's AC is like blasting, but worse than that, it's blasting heat and nobody (laughs) knows why and nobody can stop it. Oh, it's like Tom's heater in his old old apartment. The worst heating and cooling system. Tom's old heater was possessed. Oh, yeah. It, gro- it groaned like the AC unit in the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> the one that fucking died. That. I was thinking that. Oh, that apartment building had some troubles. Would his bones be kind of like bowling pins? Like, <laughs> I'll do a bowling <laughs> pin sound effect. <laughs> yes, correct. Anyone else want to say anything in this scene or we'll move on to... No, I just want to go get you to win. I'm so upset. Oh my god, Kiki's gonna just be- <laughs> I'm so upset. Where is my calming jasmine tea? Hilda's Hilda's in shock. She is not oh. She is not in an okay state of mind. God. How did this happen? Why did everything get so much worse from last session for everybody? Truly, what a connection. How did we go wrong? How did I go wrong? Followed by Sparky Malarkey having those exact same thoughts as she's falling into Kike. Barreling through the air, holding a book and a child. What a truly connection right here. I'm glad that this will be our last session, everyone. It's been a good run. (laughs) It has has been a great evening, everybody. Starts playing the violin. (laughs) Our last session in the land of the living. We're in the land of the dead already. That is is just the best way to get the party together. Almost the whole gang is here. They're all dead. 